0: That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Live with
2: Lee Lonsberry.
1: Welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Live Mike is the name of this show, episode 36. Uh, it it kind of came about spontaneously, but I am fascinated in your guess. Uh, what's that guess I'm talking about? How many times tonight will, during the State of the Union address, will the president use the word impeach? In any of its various forms, impeach, impeachment, impeached. Uh, but how many times uh, will he use that word? Um, and the reason I ask you, I believe that he will. And in 1999, when President Clinton was speaking, uh, delivering his State of the Union address uh, in the midst of his own impeachment, uh, he was silent on the matter. And just this morning, I combed through uh, a, a, ver- a copy of the State of the Union address delivered in 1868 by then President Andrew Johnson. He delivered that address not long after his own impeachment. He was also silent. Uh, I think Donald Trump's going to uh, break that. Uh, tradition tonight and I guess he's going to say it 18 times. Five seven five zero zero is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Shoot me a note. Uh, let me know how many times you think. Uh, someone just guessed eight. Uh, okay. Uh, let me see what you think. Five seven five zero zero is the text line. This segment, we're going to have a, a fascinating conversation on two different pieces of legislation. We're covering a lot of legislative ground today. Earlier, we spoke to Sim Gill, uh, Salt Lake County District Attorney. He talked to us about some criminal justice bills that he and his office, Office are working on and following. And now, uh, I welcome to the program Representative Craig Hall, represents District 33, a Republican here in the state of Utah. Representative Hall, sir, I'm grateful to you for making time for us today on the program. How are you?
2: Good. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
1: Uh, I know you've got a lot going on up there today on Utah's Capitol Hill, so the, the time you're spending with us I know is precious. I'm grateful to you for it. Uh, you got two pieces of legislation we're going to talk about today. Will you please first tell us all about this genetic information amendments? You've got an effort there to keep our genetic information uh, safe. How are you trying to do that?
2: Yeah, so uh, over the last couple of years, the Utah legislature has a pretty strong record of protecting individual privacy in light of new technology. So, for example, last year um, I sponsored and we passed a bill that would protect your digital information, whether it's on your computer or in the cloud. And so that's just an example of protecting individual privacy in the light, in light of new technology. So in the last few years, cons- consumer DNA screenings have exploded. Um, we have a lot of people, especially in the state with the genealogists, and the hobby of genealogy I've, that we have. I've,
1: I've spit in a tube myself and mailed it off to Ancestry.
2: Okay, fantastic. So um, what my bill would do is um, prohibit mass searches of genetic databases by the government. So let me give a, a little tip of the cap to some of the... Uh, more recognized companies. So, for example, Ancestry.com and 23andMe, uh, they do a really good job of protecting their consumers' privacy, and they don't they resist any kind of um, uh, law enforcement intrusion or request for that information. But what we have developing now is we have some publicly available databases online where people just share their own DNA and there are websites that have over a million samples so you can just upload your dna and see who you're related to in the world and that's the type of database where um we we may have some issues with respect to searching with respect to privacy so and it's understandable that law enforcement would want to find leads using this very private dna information but we believe that the, the ends do not justify the means. We don't tolerate a surveillance society just to catch the bad guys. We need to protect privacy of innocent individuals as well. You know, we've had this um, conversation in our country for 200 years. You know, how far do we go to protect society versus individual privacy rights? And, of course, if we, you know, if we put a camera, if the government mandated a camera in every house, We we would be able to catch a lot of bad guys, but of course the Constitution doesn't allow that. So um, you know, again, we have this conversation about individual privacy rights versus trying to keep um, trying to um, keep. Our society sure. says as well. So, the,
1: historical yeah, quote, debate. the historical quote that comes to mind, and I'll probably butcher this, but it is something along the lines of those who would sacrifice even a little bit of liberty in exchange for uh, uh, any measure of security are deserving of neither or something like
2: that. Um, yeah, see, that's right. I'll Google it. So, it yeah, right. my, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so my bill would prohibit the mass searches of genetic databases by the governments um, we believe these fishing expeditions violate privacy, and, and particularly because it, it doesn't meet the particularity requirements of the Fourth Amendment. What my bill would continue to allow uh, it would continue to allow the use of DNA by law enforcement to investigate crimes in cases where they have probable cause of a certain suspect to um, to confirm a match. So that would still be allowed. But w- what we don't want to have happen is searching hundreds of thousands of individuals or millions of individuals just because
1: we can I see. Uh, let's shift gears uh, pretty suddenly here. Tell me about your other piece of legislation which would prohibit straight ticket voting. Hey, first first yeah, off, so define, is- define straight ticket voting for us.
2: So when you get your ballot during the even years and we have partisan elections, um, up at the very top of the ballot, it says, would you like to um, skip the whole ballot and just vote for all Republicans or all Democrats or all libertarians or whatever your favorite political party is? So that's an option at the very top of the ballot. And if you hit um, Republicans or Democrats and you vote for all of the candidates of that political
1: party and then you can be done if that's right. what you want to do. Now, historically, and, opposition to this ability has come from Democrats. I, wh- where do you find yourself in the, in the middle of this debate?
2: So, yeah, this is a, a bill that I'm co-sponsoring with uh, Democrat uh, Representative Patrice Arendt. So we are working together to try to eliminate the straight party ticket voting. And uh, we believe that, um, well, first of all, U- Utah is only one of seven states that still allows this type of voting so forty three other states have decided this is not a good idea uh... we want individuals to go down um, race by race and decide and vote on the individuals rather than the political parties by itself i know and you know that all republicans are not created the same all democrats are not the same so we want we believe that it uh, leads to a more educated voter when the voter has to go down race by race, and look at the names and decide who the best candidate is in that particular race, we believe that leads to a more educated voter. And we have that opportunity now with so many people voting by mail. You get your ballot, and uh, you can go in front of the computer for a few days or a week or more and um, research the candidates and uh, fill it in and and send it back in. So one other problem that we have with straight-party ticket voting is there are choices on the ballot that are not partisan elections, so for example right. the school board not not partisan, so it, um, it, the retention of judges not partisan so right. if somebody just hits Republican or Democrat and then they fold up their ballot and send it back in, they haven't voted on the retention of judges they haven't voted on the non partisan elections they haven't voted on uh, the propositions that may be on the ballot right. so um uh, It it eliminates confusion, it leads to a more educated voter, and we're also not prohibiting an individual from voting for all uh, members of the same political party. So if you want to vote for all Republicans, that's still possible. If you want to vote for all Democrats, that's still possible. So, um, and and in every race, it says whether the candidate is a Democrat or 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 a Republican. So, it's easily identifiable. You can uh, continue to vote for all members of a certain political party, if you would, if you
1: if that's what you choose. Representative Hall, I'm grateful to you for your time. Thanks for explaining these to you, and I can assure you that we're going to follow their progress through the uh, legislative process up there on Utah's Capitol Hill. Thanks for your service.
2: Thanks for having me. Appreciate
1: it. Alrighty. Listen, in the next segment uh, after this news break, we're going to talk to Elizabeth Wright, who's general counsel for the Utah State Bar. Are we talking to her? Because, well, the Utah Supreme Court has recently put out a rule allowing DACA recipients to practice law here in the state of Utah. Undocumented immigrants practicing law. We're going to talk about it next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News
0: Radio.